Welcome to Generous Impact. My name is Brett Brummett. And my name is Amanda Brummett. We're joined today by Leanne Loop. She's our great friend and coworker that beautifully weaves giving back to the community into her everyday life. In this episode, you'll hear how to make your corner of the world better through volunteering in all seasons of life. All right, friends. So we are here today with our very good friend, Leanne Loop. And I'd like to clarify that Leanne is my friend and that Brett pays her to be his friend, but she and I have been friends for a very long time and she does not love being the center of attention, but I am so thankful that she gave in and agreed to come on the show. So Leanne, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. It's it's an honor and privilege, honestly. Yeah. So for people that don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? And I want to hear both who Leanne is personally as well as professionally. So I am a native Texan. I grew up in San Antonio, went to college in California, and then my husband and I, fiance at the time, came back to Texas. He's also a native Texan. Uh, We live in the DFW area, have two adult sons and a great daughter-in-law. So we're really grateful for that. And um, I was a psychology undergrad, did some marketing work. And um, when we had our family, we knew that I would want to just, I wanted to stay home and be a stay at home mom and focus on, on the kids when they were growing up, which I did, um, felt honored and fortunate to be able to do that. Um, I currently work for generous benefits, great with a great team of, um, people and just try to make a difference every day and work in, in personal life. So this is such a good illustration of who you are as a human being. You said you went to school in California. Leanne went to Stanford. (laughs) I love how humble you are. Yes, that's true. I'd have a name tag that said I went to Stanford if I did. (laughs) I feel like it was a great opportunity that I was able to take advantage of, but definitely not part of my identity every day. So. I love that about you too. <laughs> and both of her sons and her daughter-in-law are just as amazing as she made them sound. They are all great humans. Thank you. I feel like that's my job evaluation right there. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so Leanne, you, you know, my first interaction with you was, you know, as Miss Loop or Mrs. Loop, the supreme PTA, PTO connector in the volunteering role. And since have learned that you spend a lot of time volunteering, being part of community organizations. And we want to talk about that today. So getting to the root of it, what what uh, what brought you into volunteering in the first place? And was that part of your upbringing? Is that something that you was modeled for you? Or is that something you just started doing? I I feel like when I was growing up, my parents, we it was not an organized thing in our family life. I feel like um, it wasn't like, let's go every month to the food bank or something like that. That was not um, what happened. But I do remember my parents often helping out their neighbors or um, doing something nice for someone, or it wasn't necessarily in an organized fashion, but it was when somebody needed something, they were there. My dad was like, you know, he was like school board president of my schools. I mean, he, he, they were involved in other ways. Wow. <laughs> but um, it wasn't, 
until I was older that that happened. And I obviously, you know, when your kids get a little older, that makes it a little easier to volunteer in more, more organized fashion. But, um, so as far as my upbringing, it it was, but it wasn't, it was kind of an underlying theme that kind of weaved itself throughout our upbringing. Um, but as far as when, you know, when my kids were old enough to be in school, that's when I started doing more volunteer work, helping with their organizations they were involved in or the schools. And mostly it was kind of self-serving. I wanted to know what was going on. I felt like it was a really good way for me to stay plugged in and engaged and, you know, get to know the teachers and get to know the other kids and the other parents. And um, I enjoyed it. I I like being active and um, engaged. I'm a lifelong learner. So anything that satisfies my curiosity is a good thing for me. And so by volunteering, it was, I was able to um, be that, that lifelong learner inside me. And um, I felt fortunate that I had the schedule that allowed for that too. Well, I was curious, was the school volunteering your first official volunteering role? That's a good question. I think, I think yes, because I know when our kids were in preschool, I also volunteered on that board. Um, So I think, yes, I think that is yes. Cool. Brett, you made me laugh. I actually forgot until just this moment when you asked Leanne that question. So for our listeners, when Brett and I were very newly married, our kids were at different schools. And then the second year of our marriage, they were at the same schools. And Brett, I forgot that you actually joined the PTO. And I think Leanne was the president back then. Mm -hmm. So you independently had that interaction. And if I remember correctly, I think you weren't doing what you thought you were supposed to do. And you thought Mrs. Luke would be mad at you. I was extremely worried that she'd be mad at me because I wasn't just not doing what I was supposed to do. I wasn't doing anything. I didn't know what to do. (laughs) I was a volunteer without anything to do. I didn't understand the role, didn't understand the place, didn't understand what I was supposed to do. And I was too proud to ask questions. Did you know that, Leanne? I didn't. No, I didn't know that either. He mentioned that a couple of years ago and I actually did not remember, or if I did, I blocked it out. But, um, it clearly was not a problem or else I would have remembered. But I think sometimes <laughs> like just saying yes to a volunteer position is not necessarily, even if, you know, it may be a baby step and maybe you'd actually don't take any further steps. It's okay. But um, no, I don't remember that at all. So you must've had a good partner or something. Somebody oh. covered you. <laughs> Someone covered me or what I was doing was so inconsequential. You never knew I didn't show up. <laughs> but you still served. You still served. (laughs) So Leanne, you and I met, I did the math on this and made me feel very old. 16 years ago, volunteering. I mean, we're really good friends. It seems longer than that, but that is, yes. Yeah. Volunteering with the Coppell Gifted Association because I wasn't on PTO like Brett was. And which then Leanne went to trick me a couple of years later into taking on her role as the president. So I'm actually not sure we should be friends anymore. <laughs> but my point in sharing that is we're getting to why we asked Leanne on the show. It wasn't just because she's our dear friend. It's because you and I met all those years ago and it was such a busy season of life for both of us. We both had two, I had two young kids in elementary. You had one finishing elementary, one in middle it's so many things and you weren't just volunteering with the Coppell Gifted Association. If I remember correctly, and it's been a long time, you were doing CGA, 
you were doing PTO. I think you were feeding the fathers at your church who were probably doing way more things that I didn't know about. So tell us about it. And I want to know about your what you were volunteering in, but I also want to know, like, where were you finding the time to do all that? Because I want other people that are in that busy season to hear that it's, it's possible. Leanne figured it out and you can too. Well, I think, you know, I, I honestly, I'm a huge believer that the more you give, the more you get back. So that in itself, once you start doing it, I think it, it encourages uh, your, you, motivates you yourself to want to do more and give back more and help others. Um, that's definitely an intrinsic quality I have. I, I like to be helpful even. And it's not, I don't want a reciprocation. I don't need recognition. Um, it's just, I try to make my corner of the world a little better. And I think if everyone did that, what an amazing, we'd have a lot of great corners of the world. Um, so that's definitely my motivation for doing it. As far as finding time, like a couple of those things were like, it's once a month. It's just, a you know, the ministry at our church, I, I prepare a lunch for the, our priests once a month. And it's just a lunch. It's not that big a deal. It can be anything. So it, it's Except just, anything you cook isn't just a lunch. I should have included that in your bio. Leanne is an amazing cook. I do love to cook. It is, you know, there are those seven love languages. I wish they yes. had, which would be, you know, to cook and bake for others. That would be one of them. <laughs> but um, I feel that it, no matter how much time or effort you have, you can find something to do to help somebody else, even if it's just, you know, checking in on a neighbor or it doesn't have to be an organized thing. Um, I think. You know, in, in our, when our kids are little, there's a lot of opportunities for organized things, you know, and helping with their sports teams or helping with um, their school or something like that. But it doesn't need to be organized. It can be anything just to help someone else's life be a little bit better. Yeah, I think you're totally right there. And I love what you said early on that, you know, part of what you, why you did is you wanted to know what was going on in the community. And I tell people that all the time, especially if they're starting a new business, they're wanting to get out and network, you know, networking is fine, but go, go volunteer somewhere, get to know people, build those organic relationships. And, you know, I've observed for 16 years now, those, those pay dividends and it's not always a direct reciprocation, but if, if you need to pick up the phone and call somebody, you probably know somebody because you volunteered beside them. And so you can ask for a favor because you've given a ton to the community. I think that's true. And also, I mean, a, an amazing side effect of volunteering is you get to meet your, you know, your friends. Like I've met you guys and that, would our paths have crossed anyway? I don't know. But I think when you volunteer, you are around people who are like-minded and um, are trying to improve something around themselves. And so I think that just lends itself to quick friendships and um, deep friendships. I totally agree. And into people that I hate. Both. <laughs> Very clear when you volunteer with people, you're either going to be friends or you're going to hate them. Yes, that for me, maybe not for you. Maybe possible, maybe. So Leanne, through the Education Foundation and school board campaigns, it seems like education has been somewhat of a theme for you. Was that something you gravitated towards originally? Is that back to maybe your dad volunteering in that role? What, what drew you in that realm the most? I would say um, education has always been important to me. Uh, my parents instilled that in us. That it was really, really important to them. Um, my dad, you know, he when I was born, he was in Vietnam fighting in the war. And uh, when he got back, he was able to take advantage of the GI Bill. 
And so the whole family, it was me and my two younger siblings, we moved to UT Austin um, and my dad got his architecture degree there. And so even that was a shining example of how important education was for him. And they instilled that in us. And so it was an easy, um, I won't say it was easy, but it was an obvious place for me to go look for opportunities to volunteer and give back. And also like when you have small children, that's kind of your life revolves around school um, for a lot of people, not everyone. And so they, um, that provide that, let's say that entity provides a lot of opportunity to help others. So I would say, yes, and education still is super important. Even though my kids are now grown and, you know, educated, um, I guess we're all becoming educated every single day, but out of the education system, they, um, I still give back. I, it's really important for me to continue for our school district to have good leaders and their school board members. And so I help with school board campaigns. And so um, I think that that it probably will always be a focus. Education will always be something that is a priority for me. So when you're looking at a role to volunteer in, how do you figure out where to spend your time, how much time you want to give to a specific organization and do you have tips for anyone trying to vet an organization, a cause, or a candidate? So, in my opinion, for me, it has to be something I really believe in. I have to really believe in the mission of the organization or the, the philosophy of the person. Um, I recently was asked to serve on a board in an organization that sounded really, really interesting but I had never been involved as a, even a volunteer or on a committee or anything. And I felt like uh, I wouldn't have any credibility trying to be a leader on that board without any engagement with that organization. And so I, I, I talked to the person in charge and I um, learned as much as I could and then did some research on my own. I mean, a quick Google search helps anybody figure out um, good and bad of, of an organization or person or, you know, and if there's nothing that says something too. Um, but I feel like I, for in that example, I would not have been a good leader because I had no experience in that organization. So I said no reluctantly. Um, but I, I think a lot of times, you know, when COVID happened, I'm an extrovert to my core and I love community. And so I love being in community. I love building community. And so I also look for that in an organization or you have a group of people working on a common goal. And so after COVID happened, I just, at that time, I decided I missed that so much that I was going to say yes, as much as I could, which I have. And sometimes I, you know, I regret that because I feel like time is short, but it never fails that the time I always find the time and afterward, I'm always grateful that I did. So um, sometimes saying yes is the hardest part. For sure. Um, so. You've done a ton of formal volunteering, board work, even being president of multiple organizations. But one thing that I love about you is you're also the person that does it informally. Um, when somebody's sick or has a need, you're the first one to volunteer to cook or put together a schedule. You will take people to doctor's appointments. I've actually been the recipient of both <laughs> over the years. <laughs> um, you're just always there for people. And I, I love that about you. Um, but you you mentioned this, you know, you're you're busy. People are busy. How how do you work it into your schedule? How do you set boundaries and how do you how do you keep yourself sane so that you're not the person that everybody's calling for everything? 
Um, I, it's funny. I find that people are often reluctant to ask for help. And so when they do, the last thing I want to do is say no, because um, it probably took them a lot to ask. I know it would take me a lot to ask. I mean, I think that's human nature. And so I, um, I try to say yes as much as possible. But then I also know like if, like if there's a conflict and I just can't do something, I trust that another opportunity will present itself. And it almost always does. And it may be that, you know, I recently had a friend whose mother passed away after being sick and I wanted to bring them a meal, but I just, I did not physically have the time to do it at that time. But I know in a couple of weeks, I'll just drop something off in their porch and it'll, it may just be the perfect time for that. So I, I sometimes just trust that another opportunity will come around and it's okay. It's okay that I'm not available at that moment. A very healthy outlook on that. I like it. <laughs> I hope everyone agrees with that, but you know, hopefully it all works out the way it should. Yeah. And in that same vein, you spend so much time both formally and informally giving back to others. What do you do to keep your emotional bank full so that you can give when others need you? Well, I think uh, the basic things about, you know, taking care of myself so that I can be the best person I can be for others is important. So I, you know, I, I try to, I'm active. I love being outside. So I try to get outside every day. Um, I um, enjoy learning, being curious. So I try to find something that I'm always trying to um, learn more about. Um, but I also think that giving back and volunteering kind of feeds itself. It's like an infinite loop. And so I, I try to remember that when my emotional bank is a little bit empty, it may be that I just need to be helpful to someone, which will then help fill the bank back up. So that is a real phenomenon. Our our last guest um, that runs Inspired to Help actually talked about that very thing. It's like the regenerative breaking; it just recharges the volunteer. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. You you make a big assumption. Everyone understands what regenerative breaking. You show right. your cards as an electric car driver. Now. Sorry, you're the car guy, Brett. <laughs> Give us a twenty second on regenerative braking. You break and you put power back in your battery. That's all it is. Fancy word for recharge. So back to Leanne, no cars, no regenerative braking. So when others are wanting to give back or volunteer, and I know you said just starting is really just looking forward is really the biggest tip, but what would you tell someone that wants to start giving back, working, volunteering, and how do they go about it? say I would say baby steps I, I don't think people necessarily have to go and seek out the organization although that you can do that I think that's a good thing as well um, but it doesn't have to be a huge process it can just be you know does um, your neighbor need their dog walked right does is there are, are there newspapers in their yard and should you just put them on their porch I mean it can be anything small like that and I feel like it kind of gets the momentum going and your your snowball starts small and then it can get bigger and bigger. And if you want to seek out those, you know, more organized, um, you know, organizations and, you know, like a food bank or a rescue organization, I have friends who work with rescue animals and I just love what they're doing. I don't think I could do that, but I'm glad that they're doing that. And I feel like just taking the first step to try to be helpful, it's, I wish it was a more scientific answer. For me, it's not. Um, it, to me, it, it can be an organic thing that just happens. And um, it just 
I think if people think what can make my little corner of the world better, then I think a lot of things satisfy that. Do you think it will be easier for people to find places to volunteer or harder in the future? I think I'm not sure if it'll be easier or harder. Uh, I think it'll be always be possible. All right. Next follow-up question. You don't know what's coming at you. <laughs> How do you think it differs volunteering male to female in the organizations you volunteered in? Is there a difference? Is there a perceptive difference? Is there a dominance in one gender over the other for either opportunities or roles? I think like when my kids were little, it was definitely more females that would volunteer. Um, but I, th I think the gender roles are changing and I think they were always changing. Let's just be clear. But I think it was a, it's a more obvious shift now where maybe there's more two income families or maybe there's like my brother-in-law, he's a stay at home dad, dad. My sister-in-law has had amazing corporate jobs. And um, so and I don't necessarily think it's a male female thing. I think it's just personalities. Like I've come across some females that have stereotypical, I mean, I hate to get into all the gender stuff, but I think it's just personalities and people offer great talents and weaknesses and no matter who you are. So um, I do think that it's really important to have all of those different qualities on a, in an organized board or an organized foundation, um, or even just in a group that's working towards a common goal. Um, and I think if you have that diversity, it's just going to make the outcomes better and better. All right. I have one off topic question and then we will start the process of wrapping this show up. My off topic question, because it would just be inappropriate not to ask since we have Leon, Leanne on the show is you've been listening to podcasts since before podcasts were cool. <laughs> I remember for years, you know, you saying, Oh, you should check out this podcast. You should check out that podcast. And yeah. So <laughs> Which I've I've finally become a, a listener of podcasts. You and Brett wore me down over the years, and now I love it. And now I'm that person that's like, "Hey, did you know there's a podcast about that?" <laughs> All that said, what are you listening to right now? What do you love? So the one thing I listened to recently, which is a Julia Louise Dreyfus, um, you know from Seinfeld, the actress. Mm -hmm. I think correctly, she started a podcast. Has one season out. It just ended and it's called Wiser. I think something about Wiser. And she interviews women who are much, much, much older and gets their take on life and their journeys in life. So it's so fascinating and you know, like made, you know, celebrities that we all know or don't know. So that was really fascinating. Um, and then, you know, every morning when I wake up, I listen to Up First. It's an NPR um, daily news show, it takes about 10 or 12 minutes. And it gets me caught up on the news. I, I tend to want to get the news at, at my own leisure and not have it bombarding me. So I have found that that is a really good way for me to get caught up on the day. And if I want to seek out more information, I can. But it gives me a good glimpse of what's happening in the last 24 hours in the world. So, And then moving back to volunteering, what do you think is next for you? And, and I have in parentheses in the show notes, and I'll just tell our guests, I put in parentheses since I know it's not running for office since we've been trying to talk you into that for years. Um, Cause I do feel like that's sort of the thing people go through their progression of volunteering and then they run for city council and school board. And I know you don't want to do that. So what do you want to do next? Um, 
So while I, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in politics, I think it's fascinating in general. That's not something where I see myself. Um, but what I do, what I recently started on this adventure of, um, I did the training to become a volunteer deputy registrar for Dallas County, which means that I can now re- register people to vote, which I think is so important. The number of people who actually vote and make the decisions for all of us is very small. And mm-hmm. so, um, I recently, I went through that training and looking forward to getting more involved with that, just helping people vote. I don't, you know, whatever your vote, whoever your vote is for is your business, but just vote. That's really important to me. Um, And then other than that, I really don't know. Like I'm always open to new opportunities and you just never know what's going to confront. It's going to come my way. So we'll see. I'll have to keep you posted. I really have, I don't have any set goals in mind. Yeah. And what are you doing? I know you're volunteering on a school board campaign. Yes. Um, I'm also serving on our bond oversight committee for our school district as a community member, um, involved a little bit in our church and um, just helping out friends and family, neighbors who need help. Perfect. Awesome. Yep. So the way you selflessly give others, you know, obviously inspires us, which is why we've invited you on. But right now, who are you finding you're drawing inspiration from? for yourself? Well, I know this probably sounds cliche, but I, my mom is an amazing inspiration. She's a rock star of a woman. She's been through a lot in her life. And no matter what, she always has a positive attitude, is always helpful, is always chipper, is like immediately forgiving, which is the quality I need to work on. Um, (laughs) But uh, so she's a huge inspiration. But also just like the other people I have volunteered with, like you guys and what you're doing with Water is Basic and other organizations. I just think that I get inspiration from that because I think if they can do it, I can do it. Why can't I do it? And if not me, who's going to do it? So um, I think that's another thing that is a positive attribute of volunteering is you're around people maybe that inspire you and you and you want to be better because they're better. So. That's a great answer. And I totally agree with your mom. I or with you on your mom. I want to be like her when I grow up. She is quite remarkable, actually. Yeah. I feel very fortunate and grateful for her. Yeah. Well, Leanne, thank you for getting out of your comfort zone and letting us brag about all the volunteering that you do in the spirit of inspiring others, not just about bragging about our friend. <laughs> and well, we really appreciate so you. And thank you so much for taking a paycheck to be my friend too. <laughs> Let me just be clear. I was your friend before you started paying. So, <laughs> yeah, this is an ongoing debate in our house, though. Brett will often rub it in my face that, oh, I got to talk to Leanne today. And yeah, I'm a little prideful and a little defensive about that you're my friend. Well, I'm just grateful I'm still in the Brummet orbit. I feel like it's a very special <laughs> orbit. So, thank you for including me. <laughs> Thanks for being in it. <laughs> Well, I don't know about you guys, but that was clearly a lot of fun for Brett and I to get to chat with Leanne. When we were initially brainstorming for this show about people making the community a better place, Leanne was a clear choice. And even though we knew she wouldn't love the idea about being a feature of the volunteering, uh, we knew that she's always willing to give back. We are so fortunate to have her on our team at Generous Benefits and even more so to call her a friend. 
I love how she said she tries to make her little corner of the world a little bit better and says that no matter how much or how little time you have, you can do something. Checking in on a neighbor or helping out at the school can help make someone's life a little bit better. We hope Leanne inspired you to take the first step to make your little corner of the world a little bit better.